Welcome back to the Building Your Team podcast, where we truly believe the greatest leaders in history didn't just set out to become a great leader. They set out to do a great work, knowing they couldn't do it alone. Whether you're managing your family or motivating your staff and student athletes, if you want to be successful, it starts with building your team. Thanks for joining us for episode two of Building Your Team. I'm Scott Kramer, along with our host, head football coach, Damon Tomeo. Last week, we talked about managing people by managing your emotions. So if you're just discovering this podcast and you missed last month's episode, I want to encourage you to go back and get caught up. We received some great responses, Coach, and before we came into the studio, you shared with me that you had something uh, interesting to share, some feedback from one of our listeners, and I'm dying to hear about it. Sure, absolutely. It was uh, a fun experience recording last month, and, and now that we're in July 2018, getting into our next episode, I can't believe we're already working on number two, but uh, after dropping number one out, I got a phone call from one Jack Ramirez. Jack was our college quarterback. This is someone that I've known for over 20 years, and we don't connect with very often. Jack grew up in Southern California, as I did, and we ended up at the same college, even though a year ahead of me. Uh, just a tremendous individual, tremendous person. And uh, it's amazing the reach that a podcast has, what social media has, and that he picked up the phone and called and was talking about the podcast and, you know, thinking of Jack and, and managing your emotions. I, I got a, there's a great story about Jack when we were playing. And, uh, you know, we, we, it was a turnaround program. We were just getting it going. Jack was the first class, and my class was second. And we were backed up in our end zone. And I was playing defense. Jack was playing offense. And, and he took a hit. Now, he took a hit that, you know, you see a quarterback. It's one of those ooh hits that mm-hmm. everyone in the stands goes, ooh. <laughs> and it, it, it looked like his teeth had just shattered out of his mouth. Oh, gosh. And it, white bits flying everywhere. <laughs> our athletic trainer comes running out. And, you know, Jack doesn't understand. He comes trotting over the sideline. You know, what's up? What's up? And he goes, we thought you got teeth knocked out well he had one of those little puka shell necklaces on that uh uh you know just had shattered and uh, there were white little puka shell things that uh we thought it was his teeth and uh, with a smile on his face and uh, the jack ramirez style he got back out there and led us to victory that day and so many times in, in our careers in college and just a great individual and uh meant so much to me that somebody reached out and I look forward to those conversations. Please give me some feedback. Reach out to me. Uh, let's talk and uh, let's see if we can find a way to help and uh, develop our leadership together. That's awesome. I, I can I can picture that play happening. That's that's hilarious. Well, today's topic can sound a little cliche, but it's a crucial ingredient to leading a team well and creating a focal point for measuring progress. Tell our listeners what we're talking about today and why it's so important. Well, vision and culture, big buzzwords you hear more and more now. You know, when I was in, in college with Jack, the word culture really didn't exist. And vision, we never, you know, we didn't talk about vision. But now, that, these are words in every business. Um, a lot of families have this uh, vision, culture statements. You know, some people even bring up, you know, well, what's the difference? What, what are mm-hmm. they really? And trying to understand them, I think, is the first challenge that we have. Um, Simply put, I think these are things that kind of intertwine, but vision is, is really the place you want to go, while culture is the behavior, belief, and uh, the experiences you're going to have along the way. So my good example in this is, say, Scott and I were driving to Chicago in a car together. Well, the vision is we're driving to Chicago, but how we act along the way, well, that's our culture. You know, if you know Scott and I well enough, we're probably going to be pretty casual in the car, probably stopping to eat or 
coffee. You know, we always have our coffee with us. If there's any coffee companies that want to sponsor this podcast, that's we'd love right. to have you uh, sponsor Scott and I. But, you know, that's that culture that you're going to have. But the vision is for us is we're going to get to Chicago. That is the future and understanding the difference. If you just have vision, you really don't know how to act toward that vision. If you mm-hmm. just have culture, you might not really know where you're going and in your office environment might be great. But what are you really doing as an organization? So really, they're intertwined and you do need both. I like I like that illustration. And, you know, you can walk into a work environment or a locker room or a weight room and you can just tell if the culture is healthy or not. Healthy culture is not something that you can fake for very long. Right. I mean, if you're not the top leader of an organization, it's tough to lead up in the area of culture. It's not impossible, but but it's tough. I mean, culture is better led from the from the top down. But with vision, um, is that also a trickle-down type of effect, or are you pulling other people into that process? You know, someone much wiser than me has said, the other leaders around you need to be able to weigh in before they'll buy in. Is that true as you're arriving at the vision for your team? You know, I completely agree. I think top-down is important in all these areas to have a strong leadership presence but you do have to have that buy-in of those around you to be able to craft a, a statement that makes sense and to be able to design something that's going to work for your organization. And I think you got to have people in the room that matters and be able to weigh in on that. But as a leader, you're going to have to start those conversations. I mean, that's not an easy conversation mm-hmm. to get some people in a room and, and say, hey, we, this is what we're thinking. And um, I've always found it helpful to have a, a starting point. Rather than saying, hey, we need to craft a vision statement. Mm-hmm. So here's here's a vision statement I was thinking about, and let's edit it, and let's start with something in mind, because then at least it has your footprint on it initially. Right. Well, can you share your vision statement with our with our listeners? Well, I, our vision statement with our football program is, uh, you know, we want to create an environment where the team can become the best version of themselves. As players, as students, as leaders, as future husbands and fathers, they want to be better today than we are yesterday and better tomorrow than we were today. Mm, that's good stuff. And well, that was not a statement that we came to overnight. And, yeah. we, you know, we've kind of modified it over the years. Um, but a lot of the components of it have stuck and stayed with us many, yeah. many years. I'm, I'm just thinking kind of nuts and bolts here. Someone's listening today and they, they realize maybe they've done a poor job of creating a compelling vision. Is this something that they order in a pizza and pull their key leaders around a whiteboard and hash out in 30 minutes or... Or does this take several sessions of refining and then you take a vote? I mean, I can imagine uh, you can get pretty bogged down in the process if you're not careful. But but at the same time, this feels more important than just a one-hour lunch meeting over a bag of hamburgers. <laughs> For sure. And it's, it's funny, even as you're saying that, I'm thinking, well, you know, Scott, we got vision, but on our wall, we have a mission statement. Well, I, is that different? And then you're thinking, well, how do I create this vision and so as a listener, just stay with us here because there's a lot, a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. lot coming at you. And I, I do feel there's a difference. You know, your, your vision statement really outlines your future. Well, your mission is going to outline what you're doing right now. They're very similar, but one is casting a vision forward, and your mission is talking about more of the current and present. At, for a vision statement, even or a mission statement, if you were to get into that, I think you got to kind of start with something simple, something timeless, and say this is where we're trying to go, and this is what you know we're kind of starting with. Uh, big thing, though, I think for us, at least with football, there's some times a year where we can sit down and look at it again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every business operates on kind of different cycles. It's not something you're going to look at, you know, monthly. Uh, but I think annually, you definitely got to peek at it and bring it up. And uh, when you're crafting a vision statement, you know, you're thinking something five to 10 years down the road. So this is how we want this organization to be five to 10 years from now. Knowing that, you know, annual, 18 months, two annual, you know, you're going to have to sit down and look at it and make sure yeah. that it makes sense and uh, realign with it. Uh, you know, working for you and with you, I think one of the things I most respect is you seem to have really figured out the culture piece. You, you guys are having fun. I can tell you work well together. Are you just born into a healthy culture bent or is that a product of the culture you've experienced? And, and can you experience an unhealthy culture and say, man, that's got to change and it starts with me here or somewhere else, but it starts now? What, are, what were the key ingredients as you created your culture? You know, at age 29, I was given the opportunity to lead a college football program in the head position. And earlier in my career, I worked at the University of Arizona under John Makovic in the early 2000s. And I called up Coach Mack and I went to see him and talk. And, and the thing that resonated with me, and it still does to this day, is he said, you're going to get what you emphasize. Hmm. Get what you emphasize. So if you emphasize, hey, we're going to be on time, then you know what? That's going to be part of the culture in your organization and people are going to show up on time. If you, if you emphasize, hey, we're going to treat people with respect, we're going to listen to each other, we're going to communicate well, this is how we do things, that's what you're going to emphasize. And if your leader's doing it, Everyone around you going to do it. Yeah. And I think it's so important that uh, it's such a great lesson. And I haven't talked to Coach McAfee in a while. Maybe he's the one going to call me this week uh, <laughs> with his name getting dropped here. But, you know, I think as you, as you craft that culture statement, know as a leader that it's got to really reflect on who you are and uh, what you want to be about and you feel comfortable with. Yeah. I imagine there's some listening right now and they're saying, you know, I, I work for one of those leaders that – uh, will read a new book or they go off to a conference and they come back and, and, and everybody in the office knows there's going to be a new vision. You know, the boss is coming back down from the mountain, kind of like Moses with the new vision. And, and high-level leaders, I, I do believe they need to have permission to adjust and adapt the vision. But, but is there ever a time where you circle the wagons around the vision and reevaluate? And, and how often do you do that? And can, can you do it too much? Can you overcook something? No, well, you can definitely overcook it. And when you see uh, a leader come back from a conference that they only went to that no one else did and they have this new great idea and they're going to redirect, I think when your vision changes that much, then you're going to start having problems. I do feel that it's more of a goal change and you're just changing and, and reevaluating the goals that your organization is under. And, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, especially when you have a chance to reflect. Uh, leaders that flip the vision too much, in my opinion, uh, in all organizations, when you start getting desperate, you're going to start winging it, and it's not a good thing or it's a healthy thing for the for the company or for your for your family. Yeah, that's good. Well, we've covered a lot today. What, what's in our doggy bag that we can chew on this week? Give us some application. Well, I, I think when you start looking at crafting a vision statement, crafting a culture statement, writing these things down. I think they truly have to reflect of who you are. In the coaching profession, everyone knows who Nick Saban is at the University of Alabama and his success, but Nick Saban is Nick Saban. And not everyone is Nick Saban, and, and I would say very few are even close to that in his personality and his demeanor. Flip that over and you go to the University of Clemson and you got Dabo Sweeney, and everyone thinks Dabo Sweeney this and positive that. And you know what? Dabo Sweeney is Dabo Sweeney, and mm-hmm. those two people are polar opposites. Mm-hmm. And I think using that example and you're crafting your own statements of culture, you got to be who you are. Mm -hmm. In in the book, Rare Leadership, one of the big habits of rare leaders is act like yourself 
And I think I, I firmly believe that if you act like yourself and it comes through in your culture, comes through in your vision, you're going to be able to sell that to the group around you and your buy-in will be much, much higher. That's good. Can you put the, uh, the information about that book in the show notes maybe? Absolutely. Yeah, good. All right, give us a practical step that we can take today. Well, as we always have said, you know, the best version of yourself uh, is, is our goal, and those around you deserve and need it. And one of the big challenges in doing this culture and vision is that you're going to have to invest some time in it, and it's not going to come out perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, this, this whole podcast was not about you know, vision and culture in a box. Here it is. Run with it. Just do this, and, and you got it down. Right. It's really just to hopefully open your eyes that do we have something like this? Is there something that we're talking about of who we are, where we're going? And I challenge you is to write it down. If you can't write it down, it's really hard to share. And if you can't share it, then how are the people around you? Uh, are you going to be able to lead them effectively and well? And one of the things I found is a lot of times people are trying to write these vision statements that are, you know, 500 and 1,000 words. You know, just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. It'll be effective. And I think you're really going to be able to take your organization, your family, your team to the next level. Developing a vision that inspires and a life-giving culture. That is certainly a page we can add to our leadership playbook. Thank you, Coach. If you were able to glean something from today's episode, make sure you share this podcast on social media. We would be honored if you would give us a rating and subscribe so that you don't miss next month's episode. Coach, what will be our topic next time? You know, it's fun as we get into the month of August and the season starting now for family, school year is starting. It's always a good reflection time, and it's a good goal-setting time. So and we get in August, Scott, I thought we'd hit on uh, some goal-setting, short-term, long-term goals, and uh, should be a good podcast as we get into number four. Yeah, you're not going to want to miss it, so make sure you subscribe today. As always, you can find show notes in the episode details. If you have a story to share or a question to ask, please uh, make sure you reach out to Damon Again, his contact information is in the show notes as well. Special thanks this week to Frank Tomeo, Dan Marlin, and Skylar Kramer for making this podcast possible. Thanks also to A to Z in the USA for allowing Coach to share his story and to Galesburg Radio Center for allowing us to use their studio. If you live in the Galesburg listening area, make sure you tune in to WGIL for the latest news and occasionally a live interview with Coach. For Coach Damon Tomeo, I'm Scott Kramer, inviting you back next time for another episode of Building Your Team. Thanks for listening.